0: listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, mini episode number 11. It's me, Kayla Lords, back again this week, by myself. I kind of miss JB, I'm just saying. This week, let's talk about some of the things that good dominance do. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Tuesday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at loving BDSM, on fatlife at loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, loving DS and the number one, that's loving DS1, or on YouTube at Loving lovingbdsm. All links are in the show notes. A big thank you to this week's sponsor. Hot octopus, we love hot octopus. They're the maker of some of our absolute favorite sex toys. If you or someone you care about has a penis and wants a sex toy to get hard or to get off or both, uh, try the Pulse Solo. Uh, you can choose from the Lux version, which includes a remote control feature, or the Essential, which is the one that John Brownstone uses and loves. It is a sort of a remake of their, their original Pulse Solo um, toy that they did originally i think they might have just called it the solo at the time i'm not 100% sure um so yeah, it's, uh, it's a good toy, it's a powerful toy. We have reviewed it. Um, I will make sure to link to that in the show notes page. And um, I will also link to where you can buy it. And the website is Hot Octopus. Uh, if you decide you wanna get it, use our code SOLOKL20, that's S-O-L-O-K-L-20, to save 20% off Either the Solo Lux, which is usually around $149 uh, US, or the Essential, which is usually around $99 US. Um, that code will save you 20% off those prices uh, now through June 30th, 2020. Remember, the coupon code is SoloKL20 for 20% off of the Solo Lux or Solo Essential. All the links are in the show notes. Okay, so let us get into this week's minisode topic, you saw the title, you heard me at the top, you know what we're talking about. I want to put out a massive disclaimer for this list. All dominants do not do all of these things for different reasons, okay? But the really good dominants either are willing or are capable or are not going to turn up their nose and go, "Ew, I don't do that. Okay. And you can vary some of these. Some of these are um, more for people who might be in long term relationships where you live together. You can swap these things out in your mind. I know you y'all are smart, you can go, okay, they don't do that specific thing, but they do a thing like it, okay, that totally counts. So this week's uh, topic is also based on a blog post that we published back in 2017, because I got annoyed by hearing the term real, air quotes around that word, real dominant, all the time, which that word is still being bandied about real doms, true doms. And then it's usually uh, a very cisgender heteronormative like thing uh, with the assumption that the dom is a guy. And it's just, uh, that uh it's almost always followed by real doms do bloody, bloody, blah. And I was like, mm, I'm annoyed by this. So let's talk about what I think good doms do. And good is subjective and it's on a sliding scale and a spectrum and you get to decide one person is good for you, even if they do things radically different from this list. But many of these things I think are universal. Some of these things are highly specific. Just let me just say that again, so I don't get any angry emails later, okay? Not all of these things are things everybody does, but it's not because they're the domly dom type who's not supposed to, is what I'm saying. Here we go. Let's get into our list. Good dominance apologize. I think that's universal because we are all people and you are never too big or important or dominant or powerful or in control that you cannot unbend a little bit to apologize when you are wrong. Okay. John Brownstone doesn't have to apologize often. He's not usually fucking shit up left and right, but when he's wrong, he admits it and he apologizes. And I hate it because as his submissive, I don't want him to be wrong and I don't want him to need to apologize. But as a human being, I respect him for it. I know I can trust him and it keeps our relationship stronger, okay? Nobody's perfect, people fuck up, yes, even a dominant. So when you fuck up, you say, sorry, you apologize, you do better next time. Next, good dominants are nurturing and you, before the pitchforks come out, I am not saying that all dominants are the caregiver type. Not all dominants want to be that level of nurturing, okay? I mean, I use this word to mean that doms, good doms, want to see their submissive grow, realize their full potential, they want to help them in some way. Now, sometimes that help comes in the form of, I'm gonna make sure you have a really good scene so you walk away from this moment feeling really good, okay? And sometimes that's in the dynamics where they're like, you know what, I'm gonna set rules that you agree to so that you do better, have a better experience, have a better life, you know, reach your potential to help you based on your own stated goals. That's... What I mean when I say nurturing, I do not mean that all doms are caregivers and want to have a caregiver little dynamic that is not what I'm saying, okay? But the good dominance, even if they're not trying to be the, your, the long-term love of your life, okay, and spend the rest of their life with you, they want the best for you within the things that are mutual to both of you and in that power exchange, and they will help you experience that or achieve that. That is what I'm saying. Good dominance are respectful, okay? When possible, we should all try to be polite and respectful. Some people do not deserve our respect or polite selves. That's fine. But if we're in a consensual power exchange relationship, it is not an automatic that doms are supposed to walk around being arrogant, asshole, rude bastards, okay? Okay. You can show respect. You can say things like please and thank you. You can um, speak kindly to your submissive in and out of the scene, you know. In scenes, that's very subjective because people negotiate their own things all the time. And some people really want like just degrading stuff. And if that's negotiated and that's your scene, cool, cool, cool. But outside of those times, no, rudeness, bullying, condescension, like, that no, no, that's not an automatic. And anybody who walks around calling themselves a true air quote around that real air quote on that Dom that thinks that what that means is they're supposed to be the arrogant ass and bully somebody just because they have the big the title that they gave themselves. That's some bullshit is what I'm saying. Okay, so this next one, somebody's going to roll their eyes. Just hear me out. Good dumbs, do the dishes. And I'm using do the dishes as a catch-all, okay? For, in this case, housework. And that means that maybe you're living together and it's um, maybe it's long-term. I don't, it doesn't matter if it's romantic or sexual, but you are sharing a space. And, you know, so that can include sweeping or doing laundry or cleaning the bathroom. And what I mean by that is that they do their fair share. Okay, are there some dynamics where they negotiate that the submissive does all of that stuff? Are there some submissives who part of their service is they want to do those domestic chores? Yes. okay, but hear me out. What happens if you get sick and you're laid up in bed for two weeks? Does your job yank you out of the bed and go, I expect you to do some damn dishes? I hope the fuck not and kick them to the fucking curb. Are they helpless when you're not there and just can't even function as a, an adult? <clears throat> and then you you come back from something and they're like, oh, well, this was your job and I just sat in filth for you know a week because you weren't here. No, they. you want a, a dominant who is your partner on some level in whatever way you negotiate. And if you're sharing a household and you're sharing a life on some level, there are gonna be times that maybe that's not their thing to do. Maybe it is part of your service, but you know what? A dish got, has to get wiped down, you know. Laundry has to get folded or something, and doing it is taking care of it. So I have absolutely known people who are like, my ass doesn't is not cooking or doing dishes. You know what? But I can call for takeout. My ass does not do laundry, but you know what I can do? I can have the laundry done right. Like that's what I mean when I say that they're going to take part in the running of the life, however that is coordinated for you. They're gonna they're gonna be a partner in that. OK, <laughs> comes back to and this is the next one I put on the list. Good dominance cook. Um, this is definitely back to that sort of the heteronormative style of DS where it's like, oh, where uh, the dominant must be, a you know, a cis het man and the, <laughs> the submissive must be a cis het, you know, woman. And it's a woman's place to always cook. Y'all, can you negotiate for that? For yourselves, of course you can. If you are cis het, you know, male, female, and you want to have that heteronormative role, yes, go into it with the eyes wide open. Be realistic. Actually negotiate it. Don't just set expectations. But that's where some of that comes from. There's this idea that if you're the submissive, you're the submissive in all things, right? You're the submissive in everything, so you take care of everything. I know plenty of DOMs of all genders, of all of all parts of you know, the human condition, who cook. It goes back to what I said before. Even if your submissive wants to cook, they say they will cook. You negotiate that as part of maybe service of some sort. That's fine. Are you a full-functioning adult and can you do your part to you know, move forward in life? Or are you like, oh, I'm a domly dom trademark. Um, and my submissive is nowhere to be found. I guess that means we go hungry or my submissive is like really sick right now and in bed or in a hospital. I guess we all go hungry. Like that's no, you, you are not too good to do certain activities. And also that's an awful stereotype. Okay. Okay dominance cook, just like submissives cook. It's not about whether a real dom would do this or not. It's about preference. It's about how you want to put your life and reality together in whatever power exchange you have. So you are not less or more dom because you do less or more stereotypical things, if that makes any sense. This next one, um, Good doms are stay at home parents. Again, it goes where some of these tropes and these stereotypes and uh, they go back to a massive amount of stereotypical heteronormativity that is normalized, that people just walk around thinking that that's how life is and life is not fucking like that. And so, yeah, the dominant might be the stay at home parent. The submissive might be the big earner. That might be how life has worked out because that's what works best for you. Of course, what you do in your day job, what you do for a career, what you do in the running of the rest of your life is not automatically determined by whether you are dominant or submissive. I mean, fuck what if we say that and where does that leave switches? Like, (laughs) I mean, of course, of course, good doms or stay at home parents, I get very just uh, eye-rolly and annoyed with the memes of a real dom. And then it's just some like bullshit. Like, I just stop, stop, stop. Good doms, good submissives, good everything in between is not based on specific criteria of roles we're meant to fill. It's about how you treat each other and what you do within your consensual power exchange. Just saying. Good dominance, don't have to wear suits, leather, latex. Pick any stereotype of what comes to mind when you think of the word dominant of any, any type. The mistress who is apparently supposed to be in head-to-toe latex, the, you know, masculine dom who's supposed to be wearing a three-piece suit. Look, there are people who love that and more power to them. And when I see John Brownstone in a suit, I'm like, yes, this is so sexy. But it's not required. You are not more of a dom because you put on a certain outfit. You're not less of a dom because you don't wear that outfit, okay? Clothes don't make the person. They can be great if that's what you want, absolutely. But I see too many dom types who are like, oh, I just, I don't want to wear a, a suit. Do I have to wear a suit? I don't like leather. Do I have to wear leather? I don't want all black. Do I have, of course the fuck not, okay? So when we've got the headless, avatar of a masculine person wearing a three-piece suit with leather gloves holding a whip as the picture on um twitter in an unironic way Uh, that that's not the only definition of a dom and if you think it is then you need to you need to broaden your horizons okay real doms good you know true doms no No, the clothes don't make the person. You can choose to wear those things and I support your desire to do that. Your submissive can think it's amazing when you do and they just weaken the knees in a puddle on the floor and that's awesome, but it's not required, okay? Good doms wear whatever the fuck they want, whether it's a suit or leather or latex or jeans or sometimes John Brownstone is wearing not a fucking thing and let me assure you, still very much a dominant, still very much a dominant. So apparently I decided to use this episode as just one long 15 plus minute rant. You're welcome. Here's the thing. What makes a dominant a good dominant is how they treat their submissive, how they treat the people in their life, the integrity and morals and ethics and values and the trust that they establish and how respectful they are and Oh my God, it's not about what you wear and it's not about, you know, spitting out certain words that somebody else might have said in some erotic fiction somewhere. It's about the person you are and what you negotiate with your partner or partners and how you live up to the promises you've made and what you do when you fuck up. It's not about what you do for a job. It's not about what you do around your house. It's not about any of those things. And ultimately, let's be clear, being a good dominant is about what you do with the power and control that you are given by the other person and how y'all work that out between you. That's what makes a good dom and separates a good dom from a bad dom. Fuck this true and real bullshit is all I'm saying. So I made an entire episode to basically say that. Okay, y'all, love you guys. There is a little rumor going around that maybe next week for episode 12, I will not be alone. JB might be with me. Will it be a short episode? Uh, Probably not. (laughs) Until then, uh, we will be back on Friday with I don't know what we're talking about next Friday, yet, but we'll be back then. And don't forget if you are looking for a vibrator for a penis that omg makes john brownstone say omg and uh, check out the a solo from hot octopus the lux or essential i use code solokl20 for 20% off now through june 30th 2020 that's at hotoctopus.com look for the pulse solo lux or essential bye <laughs>